Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Here we go, Jay. My default is air base. I love it. Here we go. This is it. Three Let's days. Do it. Three days. Three days in the summer. I absolutely love it. Three days in it. August. Wasn't that a great book about the Cubs? Not, about the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry. We're when... starting in July. We roll into August. Some people say... This is not an exciting sports time. I love it. I love this time because there's, there's crazy hope. stories. There's hope on the college football front as uh, fall camp, camp starts, starts to break. Thursday. It's exciting. Hey, tomorrow's the trade deadline for baseball, so we'll get into a lot of that stuff. We have great guests this whole three-day period of time. I'm so excited. Uh, today, Jason Moore of the Fantasy Footballers, fantastic podcast. He'll be on in, in hour Get a one. leg up on your league. Listen to him. We might get a call in from... Uh, uh, Ozzy Guillen. Oh, that would be. He sometimes. Calls he has some thought. He has some th- thoughts about the pitch clock. Right. I'm excited. And how he's incorporating how it into won, his life. He won a World Series. How does he not have a job right now? It just. I know he's doing like Bally Sports or whatever he's doing, like Fox Sports Midwest or whatever he's doing with the White Sox. But come on, come on, this give this guy a job. We'll talk potentially talk to him. And uh, Scott Satterfeld, Scott Satterfeld, who I really want to call Jeff Satterfeld. I want to merge him with Jeff, Jeff Satterday and Chris. No, he's the new coach of uh, of the Louisville. Uh, he's the, the coach of Louisville. No, Cincinnati. Or, CJ, he was at Louisville. We, we, so wait, we've, he, we've mixed everything up here. He was at Louisville. Now yeah, he's, he's at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Great program. I mean, a program on, I would say. Sneaky good program. On the rise, playoff program uh, a year ago. Two and he's got ago. he's got some pieces coming back. He's definitely like. I'm curious to hear what, how he is recruiting and how he is trying to find guys to fit his program. We'll get into all that with him. And as we're about to break that college football sort of, as we're about to break camps and whatnot and i'm curious to hear what like his thoughts as a midwestern coach of someone like the whole pat fitzgerald thing like how do you because i want to ask him like as a coach do you know everything that's going on in your program how do you do that and nowadays is that something that you just have to be on so much more than you had to before you have to have your feelers out there and even if you're not around Eyes in the back of your head or other people watching mm-hmm. the program or leaders on your team who are not allowing bad things to happen. Fascinating stuff. We'll, we'll know, talk about Jonathan Taylor and the and the Colts. Talk about Jonathan Taylor Thomas in Seagate. Or was he in Seagate or Farscape or Seascape? Was I have he no idea. The, was Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas in the submersible? No. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, he I'm not home, sure. He was in Home Improvement. And Home Alone. But I could be wrong about that. Not one. Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the league, in the high league. fantasy choice, and we'll talk to the fantasy footballers, Jason Moore. We will. Time. I mean, look, running back the the sort of decrease. The value. disrespect for the running back in the NFL is insane right now. Right? Like, remember, we'll get a younger guy. We'll just get a younger guy. We'll get a young, and pay him less. We'll get a younger, worse version of you, and pay him less, and pay him less, and still be fine because that's better for us. Meanwhile, like there are kids with Jonathan Taylor Colts jersey. What other Colts jersey is being bought right now? I defi- other than a Jeff Saturday throwback. Other that than you, a, that you only wear on the Jeff, weekend. Other than a Jeff Satterfield throwback, <laughs> I, Jeff Satterfield Louisville throwback. I defy you to find another Colts jersey that that Colts fans are buying right now, other than Jonathan Taylor. So you're basically saying we don't care. Yeah. 
No big deal. He wants to he look, they want to keep him. He wants a trade, but if he wants a trade, it, clearly they're not treating him the way he should be treated. That's correct. And so we'll get into all He's of making that. $4 million a year. He's making right. 4 or 5 million dollars. He a should year. be making more. Yes. I feel He's like still he under should, the rookie contract. He should be making more. He's in the 5th year of his contract. We'll get into all of that. Stephen A Smith sounding off. Smith Stephen A. Smith. Smith. And we love Stephen A. Smith. I love him because... I mean, come on, Skip. I know he's not with Skip anymore. I was on a Zoom meeting with Steve Nash. I was on a Microsoft Teams. Like, Stephen A., you don't have to tell us how how you you were were communicating with with your buddy. I was on a three-way Zoom. I was on a FaceTime with Clay Thompson. All right, good. You're on a FaceTime with Clay Thompson. That's wonderful. I was on a Google Hang. Is that... With Hubie Brown. All right. So there's like no Hubie way Brown, Hubie Brown has a computer. <laughs> there is, there no, is no way Hubie Brown if you, if Hubie, has an alarm on his house. Hubie Brown is the kind of guy who leaves his doors open at wide night. Wide open. God, he's so cool. Didn't I love Chris, we, were t- we met Chris Weber, and he was talking about how Hubie Brown, he was calling like, game. He, like Chris he, Weber could leave for like 40 minutes, and Hubie Brown would still be talking. Still be talking about like the proper low post elbow placement like he was just a technician a fountain of knowledge a technician uh but as i mentioned the trade deadline tomorrow so the big question for me and we can talk a little bit about this is shohei otani let's shelve that for a quick second because lots of sports happened this weekend and you know we came here the day after no sports we were here uh I, I, to me i i would label this weekend you had golf. You had the 3M. I watched the 3M. JT Post and just the meltdown on 18. He, and he's being he, like, I'm not playing for second. Which I like. Well, dude, at that point of the thing, you're not playing for first on the 18th hole. You're not going to beat the guy. You're, you're strokes behind him. All you have to do is not get a triple bogey and you take all the money for second place. I, mean, I get it. He's going for it. Balls he below lost your feet. Two hundred and sixty thousand dollars for by, trying to go for the green by not laying up, bro. Lay up, get get your single bogey. I mean, get. But it was John Vandeveld thought you should have laid up. I mean, I know you don't like the sponsors, but did you have to just go after the three M sign like that in the middle of the lake, pond, whatever it was, the drink? I was rooting hard for Tony Fino. After watching him on full swing, I'm like, he's bringing his kids to events. He's like dealing with child care. We all sometimes have to bring our kids to work. We know what it's like. He's bringing his kids to work. That's a hard moment, too. It's not even bring your daughter to work day. And his, and his kids are alive. As, as you're lining up like a five wood to look up and be like, hey, what did I say about the iPad? That's, you know what I mean? Five minutes. You cannot be on that until whole nine. He's trying to set limits while he's trying to figure out what club. He's between clubs. And he's trying to order his kids a club sandwich because they're like, Dad, <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You didn't you didn't grab nuts like I told you to in the in the VIP section. So I'm rooting for Fino, but I just saw one of the best shots ever, I think, on a final day. It was a 257 yard two, three, three wood. wood that was left three feet from the cup. And in that moment, I said. This is why anyone who thinks they can play the PGA, 
and play on the tour. Like, cause you know, they're like guys who are pros at clubs. Right. Or guys who play a lot who are like, you know that, what? If I just play it a little bit more, I could make the P. No, you can't. Your drunk friend who shoots like a 77. You know that if a player shoots a 77 on the tour, people are like, man, it might be, it might be it time, might be time, to time hang, for you to like split. It might be time split. to hang them up. Hang I mean, up. we get that all the time. Someone's like, I'm funny around my friends. I could do stand up. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. You cannot do stand up comedy. Maybe once. And in front of people that you, you know, know and who know you, but you, that shot, oh my god, that was that was an unbelievable shot. Yeah. And, and some great fights this weekend. Boxing finally had a match that that people actually cared. Yeah. So about. boxing has a, a good match. Fine. It, it, you get you get a match, and and boxing is celebrating. Like, okay. They're celebrating like they like they've done something. Oh, you've done the thing that UFC just does every week and, and did, did this, this week. weekend. The Poirier fight and the knockout and his knockout Gagey fight was just unbelievable. The, okay, so they did it on the same weekend you did it. Boxing, you cannot celebrate. You can't even claim the whole weekend was yours. This is the problem. You're, you're down. You're down forty nine nothing, and then you score a touchdown. You can't start talking trash. You can't. Boxing, you got a long way to go. MMA, UFC, they're doing it every week. They just are. So, great. I'm happy. I'm psyched. I think it's good if boxing is good. I think it's good that we have welterweights who are good. I mean, we grew up loving boxing. I we grew up watching, it. again, in the heyday. And in that weight, in that general weight class, in that area, you had Hitman Hearns and you had Sugar Ray Leonard. I was watching and- an old Hitman Hearns-Roberto Duran fight, and Duran went down, and I'm like, what's he going to blame this on? Bad steak? I had that's what Hearns Hagler like the first. I had too much coffee and steak. That that was Duran's thing about what a weird. I, no one has ever used that. No one ever heard Roberto Duran say I had too much coffee and steak, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's that's something." Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Yeah, that, that, that's something that happens. That'll all the screw time. you up for boxing. Wait, wait. Hey. You have a bo- you have a boxing match this weekend. Make sure you don't have too much coffee and steak because that'll, that'll like screw that could affect me. Like I played in a in a rec league basketball game last night, and I'm still I'll feel it for the next several days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel hor- I feel like John Gruden feels probably right now. Like I I don't feel good at all. Times. I don't feel great right now, and it There's will it will be days. Your, right, it'll be days before I feel good again. I'm not a boxer. I'm not supposed to feel You're not great. getting hit. I'm not getting You're not jacked. Earl Spence Jr. <clears throat> so, Errol. So, I, I, I call him Errol. Errol. So, look, boxing, you did it. Congratulations. You had your fight that mattered. People How are about talking bo- about okay, it. Okay, so boxing, learn from this. Start making all making the fights. Fight, make these fights all the time. Get this guy fighting again. Have another big one. Follow that up with something big. Like let bring the, your stars out monthly if you want to catch up. If you want to have a moment, or at least if you want to hang. 
and you because there is nothing better than a prize fight. A prize fight is so great. I mean, the problem is, like Jay said, UFC is doing it every single month. And, and every times, single weight every... class with men and with women. Like there you just we know what's on the horizon for UFC. It's just week after week of great battles, mm -hmm. great fights that we're looking forward to. That's not happening. And insane action in the ring. Right. Like insane. Like big moments, knockouts. So like here we go. I mean, even if you look at the boxing match, it was three knockdowns and they called the fight. Right. Whereas, Whereas Poirier took, was, a, took, a, took a, a, a foot to the face, face and he's down. And that is a knockout. Mm -hmm. And so there's even a difference in how they ended. We're calling them the same thing. It's a TKO, but in both cases, second round, or this was second round mm -hmm. of, of, the, of the UFC fight, but still not the same. It is not the same from an action perspective. No. Unbelievable, though. I'm glad that I'm just going to say Look, that. I'm happy for boxing. I want boxing back. I'm not saying I, I'm not rooting against boxing. We just are like, hey, boxing, catch up. Make these fights. Do good fights like this all the time. Set them up. So as I mentioned before, what, where do we think Shohei Otani is going to be? Because personally, I think it's not going to be in the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Southern California. I don't even know what it is. Like, way to make something easy, the Anaheim Angels, longer and harder to say. Like, that's part of the problem. This is part of your problem. Just because you're close to the to the good place doesn't make you also the good place. Right. Like, L.A. is Sylvester Stallone. Anaheim is Frank Stallone. Yeah. They're both Stallones, but fine. He sang a song and he had a hit, whatever. But, like, it's not the same. It isn't the same. So L.A. is Jason Sklar. Anaheim is Randy Sklar. Hang Sklar's. on a second. Wait That's a all I'm saying. Wait a minute. Look, close to be, greatness might, is one thing. He might be right. He might uh, be no, right. but I, you know what I'm I saying. I can't even argue with So, that. but it, it, until the Angels understand that, why are you going to hang on to this guy? Trade I, him now when you can get a lot for him. So, here's the deal. You had five years with him. 2018, he comes in the league. And the last three years are the most significant years of Shohei Otani, where he basically showed himself to be. Maybe the among, greatest player of all time. He's certainly the most unique player of all time, and if he can sustain what he's done in these last three years for the next seven years, if you has a if he has a ten year period of time where he's one of the best pitchers the in next, the league listen, and hitting the, the most home runs in the league, if the next seven are like these last three, he is a Hall of Famer. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He goes in in the same way that Sandy Koufax went in. He goes in because of what he has been able to do on that level has never been seen before, and it's dominance. It's just incredible dominance. So who gets the next seven years of Shohei Otani? Because you, you had five years with him. You had Mike Trout, and you couldn't get him to the playoffs. Mike Trout was injured. There was problems here and there. You just you didn't build the team around him. You couldn't do it. So how are you going? And it's not like you can be like, let's go get pitching. Wait, he is pitching. Right. Let's he's go get pitching and he's hitting. He can't do any more. You can't ask him to do more. And you need to build around him. He also is your cash cow. He is the reason why, as Trout is hurt, he's the reason why attendance is up. He is the reason why merch sales are through the roof. He is the reason why you're making any money at all, Southern California, Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim. Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. The reason why you're making your money is this guy right here. So, of course, they want to hold on to him. But if you hold on to him right now, he's a free agent after this year, and he walks. He goes. Yeah. So 
they're in that tough position of now having to make a business decision to say to all their fans, we got to get rid of him and get as much as we can because I, he's not going to stay. If you're a fan and you don't understand that, then that's on you. The, he's gone. I'm telling you there's no world. I'm There's no world that he comes back where he comes back to Anaheim. I agree. And plays for the Angels again. So you got to get the King's ransom form. Get, get as it. much as Go you get can. It. Just get as much as you can. So And wherever he gets traded to, if he gets traded by tomorrow, which I don't know if that's going to happen, uh, they only have him till the end of the year, until they're, and then he's a free agent. So it's a scary proposition wherever he's going. So you only have a couple of places that feel like How they much can, do you want to see him go to Baltimore and just make them good? I do, but I don't think Baltimore. He'd has be the much. best thing to come into Baltimore since Stringer Bell, since the Wire, up in the towers. He's hitting home runs up in the towers, on the docks. I look. I, I, I listen. I think. I think the teams that are in it for him would be like the Yankees. I mean, Texas is doing so much. I can see Texas go for him. Texas is like we're getting everyone. We'll take Scherzer. We'll take DeGrom, even though he, he might not play this year and next year. They may never play on the same team. They might try to get Gronk. They may That's try. how much Texas is just grabbing players. They're just taking everything. So I think the Dodgers is a possible home from always. Absolutely. You can keep whatever house he has in Southern California. I think Seattle wants him badly. Can they make the case? I don't he, know. He does like the West Coast. So, so like that's something that and it's a different vibe, by the way. I like, mean, he would be loved in San Francisco. He would be he loved would, in San Francisco. And are you kidding me? He'd be hitting like they, bombs. They, bombs into the bay. Shohei Cove. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Like McCovey Cove. Who was who is Willie McCovey? I forgot who he is because Shohei's just bombs, bombs out there. Yeah. He so they would love him in San Francisco. They would love him in Oakland. Oh, no. They would love him in Oakland if Oakland still had a team. We'll talk about Oakland later. But, I mean, he, as a West Coast guy, I could see him. In, the Dodgers, to me, make the most sense because they have the money to, first of all, they have pieces to trade. Yeah. So they can trade a bunch of pieces and just reload. And then they can, at the end of the year, just pony up all the money yeah that it just make sure he stays him. and like that he so i, I think that's his best chance to succeed and play for a winning team that right has away. a shot to do a lot because seattle to me and the angels are somewhat i mean seattle's a little bit better than the angels but it's somewhat negligible you're not talking about a run seattle isn't a guarantee that they're gonna be that it, they're in the postseason i mean texas is just the surprise of the entire so i said baltimore I know Baltimore is playing great too. The Rays, if Shohei went to the Rays, but I mean, does he want to go to another? He, I think he, he might be the only thing that gets people to attend Rays games. Yeah, as good as the Rays, and the Rays are great. Yeah, you know, I just don't know if the Rays, the Rays have never paid money for anybody. Like the Rays are so mad that Randy Arozarena has a personality. They're like, oh, this guy, oh, this guy great. now Can is you a cool super. It? This guy's a superstar. We got to get rid of him. We can't afford you know, we can't afford his histrionics. Meanwhile, the, like the Rays are basically like if there was like a no-name brand version of like Doritos, like tortilla rounds. It's pronounced properly cuz there's three, three L's. L's. Tortilla rounds Force and they're actually better than Doritos. And they're like, "Please don't tell people." I think he goes to the Dodgers. That's what I think. And I think they bring a lot back and and if you're the Angels fans, you say to yourself, "Okay, let's 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 get it. Let's get everything out the cupboard. Give it, 
pull it. Give us everything. Give us everything you got, and let's try and build the. Let's take the Dodgers and build the team that they couldn't build, and build it down in Southern California. Take the pieces we've always needed. Right. The sum of our parts are greater than one player. Greater than one guy. Just do it. And Angels fans don't want to hear this, but I'm telling you, the he's la- gone. The last time you won a World Series was 2002, and it wasn't your MVP was David Eckstein, who is like five foot four. He's like shorter than Freddie Patek, five foot four. He's probably 165 pounds, and he was the MVP. Like David Eckstein sounds like the accountant who does your taxes. Like, did you get all the paperwork into I Eckstein? I gotta send it to Eckstein. I gotta call Eckstein. I gotta set up a meeting. That's the MVP. And Spezio, that's who won it for you. So you gotta reconfigure and figure out how you want to do this because maybe Shohei is not the way. All right, let's take a break. Let's do it. Shall we? Off and running. This oh, show's gonna be great. Off and go. The next three days are gonna be great. We want you on the ride with us. We're filling in for Jim Rome. Yeah, it's Squad Brothers filling in for Jim Rome. U.S. Cellular has some great news, especially for you, person listening to this podcast. Right now, you can get one line with unlimited data for just $29.99. So, unlike other cell networks, you won't have to pay for lines you don't need just to get a good price. Get one line for $29.99 with unlimited data today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms do apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. Jay, you got some... I got some do we, are, do we, we call, call these tweets tweet? anymore? Are they X's? X's? Are they failed rocket launches? Whatever you want to call them. Uh, from that bacon guy, Sclubber's Jim Rome. Great fights this weekend, yes, but my battle with pronunciation is a constant fight. Signed, Con... Connor. Connor. It's Con- versus the it's extra. Connor. Versus the extra N in his name. Yes. <laughs> you want my take or what? You want my take or what? Uh, our, one of our favorites out there, Bella B. LA is Wayne Gretzky. Anaheim is Brent Gretzky. <laughs> That's pretty. Uh, <laughs> Brian and San Pedro at Squad Brothers. LA is Scott Satterfield. And Anaheim is Jeff, Jeff Satterfield. Satterfield. All right. Brian and, San, Brian and San Pedro at Sklar Brothers. Show hey. Sign Matthew Broderick talking dirty to SJP while wrestling. <laughs> oh, Why the long face? Uh, <laughs> 12 with LA is Jack Savage. Anaheim is everyone else. Stop it. That's not fair. Uh, and just, and like, just that. like that, we're just back like into that. a sports show. Dude, I watched some WNBA this weekend. I'm not going to say it. Brianna Stewart is... Lights out. She is a killer. Like she is. Stone Cold killer. We're talking Caitlin Clark when she gets in the league. That's a matchup I want to see. And I know Bree is a little bit taller, but like she is unbelievable. Like no one is beating the Liberty. Stephen H. Town. Anaheim. Escalar Brothers. Anaheim is Patrick Mahomes. L.A. L.A. is Jackson Mahomes. Wow. Talk about a shots fire reversal of fortune. All right, Jay. Let's get into this. Stephen A. Smith. So Stephen A. Smith stepped in it. With an X or whatever, a tweet. With an X? A tweet. Because then it sounds like it's with an X partner. Stephen A, whom I like. Is it whom or who? Who cares? Is it X or Twitter? Whom cares? Whom cares? Stephen A, I like him. Me too. I'm going to say this. I love him. I think he's better on the radio than he is on TV. And and that doesn't mean I don't think he's bad on TV. I think just think he's fantastic on the radio. I can listen to him all day. Mm But I think he needs to take a breath when he's ranting. We've always said, no, that, said that. I mean, and he also, as we mentioned before, likes to tell, tell you, you how he 
I was on a go-to meeting with. I was on a Wix picks. And you're like, what is what is a Wix picks? I was in a Snapchat with. Okay, fine. You were in a Snapchat with Web and Yama. Fine. Um, but I, I, I was I, up on threads with Jerry Walker. So he tweets the other day. Tweets. Kim is Kim Kardashian a prostitute and is Kris Jenner a, a pimp? pimp? Now this is not a fresh take. This no. is an old story. It's an old. It's an. It's old. not even his take. It's Candace Owens' take. Someone who I'm not. Whatever. I, I I don't want to endorse or say that I like her. Neither here nor there. It's just weird to put it out now. And then he got heat for that. He did get heat for it. it he got the equivalent of shut up and dribble. Essentially, like stick to sports from lots right, of people. Right. Right. And then he gets blowback on Twitter, on whatever it is, on X, from Patrick Beverly. Pat Beverly coming to the... Up in someone's subtweets. Pat Beverly... Pat Beverly is just waiting to enter the... That's on brand for him. He likes to get up under people's skin and bother them. I would describe Pat Beverly's entire game as a subtweet. Yeah. That's what he... He is there to to watch you tweet. He's in your mentions and he's trying to make you. He's in your notifications and he's, he's trying to make you feel. He's not horrible. taking any shots of his own. He's just gonna wait for you to take a shot and then boom, he's gonna. He'll be all up in it. And he said, "This is what Pat Beverly said. Basically, leave her alone. She's a mother. That's not cool. She's she's a, a mother. All right. I mean, fine. But like, can't yes. she be both, Pat? Yeah. Can't she? I'm asking for a friend." Yeah, she Pete can, Davidson. I'm asking for my she friend. She can Pete. be both. I mean, look at her origin story. It, it there is truth to the origin story. All yeah. right. How did Iron she Man rose, she, become Iron Man? She rose to fame. Because Iron Man used his money to buy a suit. It means he's gonna in in the future use his money to do things. She rose to fame from a sex tape with Ray J. No, yep. is anyone disputing that? Nobody is. Is anybody saying nobody that? is that, that her mom essentially okayed and said, "Okay, it's okay to put this out." Rubber there. stamped it and let it. Go. And I'm positive we're getting these details wrong. Rubber a little stamped bit. it, and that was the only. But still, can it be true? Can it be true that that was her origin story? And it also be true that she's a really smart, shrewd business lady? Yeah. And it also be true that she's a mother of children? Yes. It's all. Why? We, where did nuance go in this universe? It's that fun. we can't say both things are true. Suddenly in this country, we've come to a place where we can't hold two thoughts in our heads at the same time. Also, I'm going to say this about Stephen A., not to defend the man any further. He he posed it as a question. He he asked it. He asked it. And when is it, when is it po- when is it impossible to just ask a question? He and Pat Beverly answered it. But so Pat Beverly answered but not in the right way. The answer is yes or no. So Stephen A got yes the, and yes. So before he got the Pat Bev thing, he he was getting some blowback, and then he was of like, course, "This isn't can. my thought. This is something that Candace Owen th- let me throw Candace Owen <laughs> under the bus." <laughs> or essentially, this is something she thinks, and it didn't help. Just to give it context, then he deletes the text, which right. I still like, or the tweet, the X, or the X, the X. The and twi- I think it should be called a Twix. That's just me. <laughs> he he <laughs> deletes his Twix. No. And 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 he's that could have been the end of it. And I should have been the end that of it. W- I wish it's that like would've... that is all that needs to be said. You did a thing. You... I it went off. It didn't go off so well. Sometimes we've tweeted things and people get sure, mad at it. Sure. You just delete it. All right, clerical, it's over. Clerical. No, error. but then this is what he says. Oh yeah, he's the, he says clerical. All right, yeah. this is what he subtweets to Pat Beverly. Cler- clerical error, bro. You're absolutely right. That is being corrected now as we speak. And for the record, I don't think of Chris. 
Kim Kardashian that way or nor would I ever speak of her or any woman that way, which I've stated. That's for thanks, che- thanks for checking, checking that issue. issue. How is that a clerical error? I'm serious. I don't know. Is it like leaving Tim Duncan off of a list of best centers of all time in the NBA? That's a clerical error. That's a, that's a clerical error. I mean, unless you subbed out the WH and you should have put a B in there. Is she a bore? People, that, that's a clerical error. People pronouncing our name Skylar. That's a clerical error. We get that all the time. People want to put a Y in our name. That's Sorry. a mistake. That's Paper, a clerical error. Paperwork not filed. It's, this, this is not a clerical error. And is it, is it okay? I mean, are we just assuming? Are we now saying there are no prostitutes in this world? If you think there are no prostitutes in this world, you've never been to Super Bowl week. That's right. That's what that is. The whole week. I mean, they got them coming in on buses. Press comes in and then the ladies come in. That's it. That's the week. So we are are we pretending like they don't exist? Yeah. And nobody wants dudes going down to the Super Bowl are hanging out at the bar being like, wow, I'm getting way more attention than I normally get. Uh Uh-huh. Look, you you can't say there are no prostitutes out there. You can reserve judgment on those people. Right. You can say, all right, I don't. I'm not in your shoes. I don't know what your life is like. Nobody chooses. Like, you don't are you don't say like, okay, I think I'm going to into the prostitution profession. I'm not. I'm, it's my choices are either like start this internet startup or go to Yale or become a prostitute. Like those aren't your three choices on the table. And you're like, I'll take prostitute. Mm-hmm. Things. A lot of things have gone wrong. You're in a desperate scenario. That's when people make that choice usually. Also, like, or or to get famous, yeah. that's another way to do it. That's another option. So we're not. You can't judge these people. Fine, if you don't want to have judgment on them, mm-hmm. don't say they don't exist. Don't delete their existence like you deleted a tweet. The, tweet, the X. Be like it's it's part of the world. Are we happy about it? No. It goes all the way back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. There was prostitution in the Bible. Mm-hmm. All right. So this isn't. We can't act like it doesn't happen. We can't act like. It's not possible. And we can't act like this isn't part of her origin story. You can respect the hell out of her and say, hey, she's a great business person. She got her life together and she, she got away from Kanye. I mean, let's that's her, its own let's miracle. Give her credit for that. She jumped over to Pete Davidson for a while, which, in my opinion, is why Kanye hates the Jews, but that's a whole that's other a topic. a whole other thing altogether. Pete Davidson, who's funny. Yeah. We know. Him. Yeah. So, I mean, my this- point is this Stephen A. I love you, dude. I love you, my man. Please keep doing what you do. I we love you. We we talked about you on stage in a, in a positive, funny way. We're we're fans of what you do. You should not have to back down from that tweet. You shouldn't. And by the way, Pat Beverly, love you too. Love you too. Continue you're allowed. To, you're allowed to make that statement. The but way, then someone has to come back and tell you both can be true. Yes, she's a mother. Yeah. So if Pat Beverly would have phrased it. Hey, this is someone's mother. Let's not bring that up because their kids could read Twitter. Fine. If that's your point, then fine. But hey, this is someone's mother does not negate how she became famous. Is it wrong for me to want Patrick Beverly to start a podcast where he talks about startup companies and it's called Patrick Beverly All Up in Your Business? Yes, I would love that. Start it, Pat. There you go. Thanks for your perspective, Pat. You know what I want to do? 
I want a sports update. I want one so badly. Do you want one from the Andrew Bogut of sports updaters? Andrew Bogish? I'm talking about Andrew Bogish. He's bo- he's not Bogut. He's Bogish. <laughs> he's Bogish. <laughs> I love him. We're going to get the sports update from Andrew Bogish. It's the Sklar Brothers filling in for Jim Rome on CBS Sports Radio. Enjoy. Very, very natural. Sklar Brothers finishing up hour one. We're very excited about our next guest because I don't know about you, Jay. I got two fantasy football uh, leagues that I'm a part of. That you're flailing in. That I, that I, that if I, and I'm, I can't wait to talk to this guy about it because he's part of the Fantasy Footballers podcast, which is like the number one most listened to fantasy football podcast. He's with us right now. Let's just get into it with him right now. Jason Moore is with us. Jason, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. This is the season where fantasy football kicks back off. So right? uh, training camp's open and everything's exciting. When does it start for you? Are you like kind of digging in at the beginning of the summer to get all your ducks in a row? Or like when do you when does the craziness begin for you guys as far as sort of getting ready for these drafts? Yeah, I mean, we, we never go away. We're we're a year round podcast. We're doing this all off season. You know, when we're like creating the the draft kit that we have, we're doing that through the entire off season. But as far as when the craziness kicks off, it's usually tomorrow. It's August 1st. That's yep. when everybody in the world is like their, their biological clocks go, Oh, it's August. I got to get back into fantasy football prep for my drafts. So this is the time that, it, and, and people try, I have, I have done it many ways. I've done it where I've completely forgotten about my draft and it auto drafted for me. And I came in second place. And then there's the one where I like prep like crazy. And I'm literally moving the hand on every, I'm Jerry Jonesing the situation. I'm on the field making decisions and I completely end up in second to last. So it's crazy how that works. Because there's the unforeseen things. But, but then there are times when you have actually followed tips and you won your league. Yeah. Like you yeah. You, you won when you had Drew Brees passing to. Remember that year that Drew Brees and Darren Sproles, like the, they both had like, the, I had both of them. And I won the league on the last day on that like record-breaking touchdown pass to Sproles to like win the game. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you never forget those great moments when when you pick the right guy in the last right. play. I, I remember my first, you know, uh, a big championship in in our main league that there was a, a sideline touchdown driving down and I'm just in my living room high kicking cuz I know I won the championship. That's something. You were high stepping at your own 20 is what you were doing. You were sh- you were showboating <laughs> Jason Moore. So uh, so the NFL we talked about it earlier in this show, the NFL has seemed to in many ways disrespect the running back, but I feel like fantasy doesn't necessarily do that. But in your mind, if you're talking to this audience, when should people be starting to pick an RB1 in their draft? Yeah, it's a little it's a little different what we're seeing this year. Usually the first round is almost entirely running backs, uh, certainly not disrespected in fantasy. Right. Having the best running back, having a dual threat, a workhorse running back, there is no greater advantage in fantasy football than that, but they're just becoming you know, less and less common. So right now I would say in the first three rounds, you absolutely need to have at least one stud running back. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to have two stud running backs. Um, you know, it just depends on where you're picking and, and who's available. But certainly you're, you're right. Right now what's going on with the NFL 
with Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs and yeah. just the the entire position. It's just so disrespected right now. Right, because there's you know because fantasy you're picking up a guy for the unless you're in a keeper league you're picking up a guy for a year, whereas like the Colts are saying this guy's gonna be we'll throw all this money at him and then he's done in two years. You kind of understand it from every side that like running backs have such a short shelf life. But, but also we're so deep. Randy and I were saying this: the league is healthy because we're so deep at the quarterback position that you can wait. Like, how late can you wait for a quarterback in a fantasy draft? Yeah, usually you can wait very, very late. I think what happened last year with the big three guys, uh, you know, Mahomes, Hurts, and Josh Allen just being so dominant, now they're going early. But I actually think if you wait to the middle rounds, if you're looking at, like, the sixth, seventh round, and you get someone like Justin Herbert, who was a disappointment last year, he should be awesome this year with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. That's right. People don't remember that he played last year with broken ribs for oh, yeah. half the season, and he lost two of his you know main wide receivers for the season. And now they spent a first round draft pick on a superstar wide receiver. So he's probably my favorite target that you can get waiting you don't have to spend an early pick on a quarterback and still get a superstar i mean we're not even talking about aaron Rodgers on the jets and what he what that team is going to do for him we're not even talking about joe burrow i mean we're not even talking trevor lawrence trevor i mean there's lawrence. a there's a lot of there talent are so the many qbs position. that like you can you know that that you can wait for yeah certainly i i i definitely think trevor lawrence is another great value aaron Rodgers is undrafted in some leagues right now so if you want to wait to the very end of the draft and then just, you know, grab a first ballot Hall of Famer, that's fine. I yeah. mean, usually in fantasy right now, you need a guy that is running as well. Uh, right. That's just – it's the Konami code for fantasy football now, and people have figured that out. I think that's why Aaron Rodgers is a little less desirable, but he's still – He's still going to go out there and throw 30-plus touchdowns, and that's great for fantasy. So just a uh, Justin Fields is more valuable than an Aaron Rodgers or someone who's just a pure pocket passer. Exactly right. Justin Fields will go out there and, and win you a week when he rips off an 80-yard rush because an 80-yard rush in fantasy, it's it's like you just threw for 200 yards. Right. That's right. That's right. So the, so and, and in the same vein as we were talking about running backs before, Christian McCaffrey or an Alvin Kamara, someone who's – going to catch passes out of the backfield again you're looking at a guy you know as michigan university of michigan guys ourselves you look at a guy like donovan edwards who will probably enter the draft next year he is going to be a high fantasy guy because he can come out of the backfield and and catch the ball as well oh yeah i mean it, it, you know, when you're drafting quarterback you want someone that runs the ball when you're drafting running back you want someone that catches the ball those those are the real difference makers. And so Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. And, yeah. you know, you've been talking about some of the, the, the fact that the NFL cycles through running backs so quickly now. Well, rookies at the running back position are probably your best bet for fantasy. Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. is going to catch a ton of passes. And Jameer Gibbs is just a pass catcher. So yeah. those guys will be great for fantasy this year. I agree. What about where do you put a guy like Tua? You know, to a Tagovailoa, like Tagovailoa, where where do we put him in this whole thing? Because it's like, do you how much? There are you, times when he looks like he's the greatest fantasy quarterback out there, and then you're like, there are other times. The reason like, I bring it up is that how much do you think about injury to a guy like that, and other guys who you say to yourself, all right, this guy's a running quarterback, even a Lamar Jackson. You say to yourself, all right, he's going to put himself out there, but he could be hurt for three games. 
Yeah, I, I don't worry too much about the possibility of a player getting injured. I, I think I've learned the lesson over the years that every player can get injured. It doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady and you're, mm-hmm. you know, safe and you take sacks. You can miss a season with an ACL. Yeah. Or if you're Lamar Jackson. I mean, I, <clears throat> Tua's injury is a little different. Tua's injury is one where you go, man, what happens with that next big hit? Right. Um, I'm still willing to to draft him. I think what we saw last year was he was on fire. He yep. was just nuclear. He was like mm-hmm. almost the best quarterback for fantasy. He had a, a month-long stretch where he was a quarterback one every single week, three times in a row he's a top-five quarterback. They go to their bye week, they come back, and he just never looks the same. Mm-hmm. And you wonder – how much of that had to do with, you know, the concussions and, and all that. But I, I trust the offense. When you've got Tyreek Hill and you've got Jalen Waddle, Waddle. You, don't have to, you don't have to be great. Just get the ball to him and you get all the points. It's true that you don't have to throw darts. Like, you just throw it up and be like, all right, Tyreek Hill, run under it. Like, also, it's like Tyreek Hill, too. We know what's coming. He's the most we know what's coming player ever, and yet they still can't, can't stop, stop him. him. I'm like, f- put a guy deep. You know he's going to run by he, you. He's not breaking that route off. He's not <laughs> turning bad. around, turning into a button hook, and then boom, what's he's gone. Funny, what's so funny about Tyreek Hill and Tua last year was I feel like there was six or seven plays where the defense was trying to be deep, and Tyreek – was so underthrown that he had to come back. He came back and got so it far that he he was wide open. He gave it, it like no. I know you can like play that game. Bad pass. Yeah. yeah, that just turned into a great pass. Like thank you, Tua, for throwing up a duck. Uh, I know you guys are doing your podcast live in in L.A., which is so cool at the Palace Theater on August twenty sixth. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's our Megala show. We're doing a big, giant kickoff fantasy football amazing. show with uh, some bold takes and be a thousand seat theater. It's just, it's just going to yeah, be an, an amazing awesome theater uh, event. I love it. The fantasy footballers, dude. Uh, thank you for give me give me. We have a minute left. Give me one sleeper that people are like you're sleeping on this guy. You kind of said it with Bijan Robinson, but give me one sleeper guy that no one's thinking about that you should be picking up in your draft. I'm going to say Jalen Warren, the undrafted uh, running back last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is a special talent that nobody is paying attention to. I love it. Boom. Jason Moore, the fantasy footballers. My man. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck on the Palace Show uh, on August 26th. And everybody check out the fantasy footballers. Number one most listened to fantasy football podcast out there. Dude, you're awesome. Thanks for joining the show. And uh, we'll be back. Hour, hour two. one in the books. Hour one in the books. Got more guests coming up in hour two. Scott, Scott don't Satter- call me Jeff Satterfield. Ozzy Guillen, maybe. We got Pierre McGuire. It's Clyde Brothers filling in for Jim Rome on CBS Sports Radio. Stay with us. Good night, 